0: I what's love up what, i love it. sorry i every time we go <laughs> with the show starts i'm looking at this because we have a big fucking tv screen here i love the intro sequence it's so cool sorry it's go okay. ahead and introduce yourself
1: if you ever see marcus looking over that way well, that means he's looking at the monitor of the show and it's actually very hard sometimes to not look at the monitor and then sometimes we'll be, like, watching footage while we're talking, and we are assuming that the footage is what you guys are seeing. And then Matt will cut back to a live shot, and we're both, like, gazing over at the monitor. So, if you ever see us looking that way, that's what we're looking. There's not, there's not like, some naked chick over there. I just like looking at myself.
0: I'm so <laughs> fucking gorgeous.
1: Anyway, welcome to Game Face Episode 11. I gotta say, this has been one of the best weeks ever.
0: You got um, laid? <laughs> Even better than that. You got laid twice. No. Well, you, you aren't married. I mean, come on, let's face it. Twice in a week would be
2: awesome.
1: <laughs> no, actually, this week has been the Sifted site beta.
0: Oh, you don't say.
1: And we're going to talk about that a lot more later on. In fact, this week, it's one of the topics of the Big Six. It's our last topic of the Big Six this week. So I'm not going to talk all about it now. But I do want to say right off the top of the show... Thank you so much to all the people who are a part of the Sifted beta. Actually, it's still going on right now. I'm going to announce the launch date for the site at the end of the show. Uh, But it is going on right now, so people who are in the beta are still able to access the site. But it has been amazing working with you people. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the time and energy that you put into the site and helping us make it better. The changes that we've made to Sifted in the five days the beta has gone on, it's just I can't even fathom it. Honestly, the beta has gone beyond my wildest er, expectations. Um, The response to it has been incredible. Somebody called it the Pandora of video games. I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, It's been incredible. And again, I just want to thank you guys so much for helping us make the site better. It's going to make it better for everybody. So, uh... The people who are on the beta, you guys are getting an achievement. You're going to get a beta tester achievement that only you will have on Sifted for all time. So
0: I didn't contribute anything.
1: You didn't actually, but that's okay. You're contrib- you do contribute though. You're a part of the show and you're a part of the site's ethos. I'd, I'd turn up here
0: and look gorgeous, and yeah. what, what do you want?
1: Some people have the life; they can just turn up and be pretty, and that's good enough. Right? And talented. Some people have to work their asses off for a year, but. <laughs>
0: Well, this is it. Look, you're the one who'll be rolling around in your millions yeah. after you sign this know about to that, uh, bro, Polygon but... or something. <laughs> Google's going to come buy it.
1: Yeah. But anyway, we do have a, a big show. The Witcher, obviously, the big story this week. Everybody's playing it right now. That is going to be our deep dive for this episode. But we also have six other awesome topics. And for that, let's get to the big six. So, Marcus, I know you complain about Polygon a lot. But this first topic is I complained actually. About,
0: I complain about Kotaku more.
1: No, that's true. But you do complain about Polygon a good bit. But this first topic actually comes from Polygon. It was a feature that was written by, and I want to get her name right Katie Chironis okay. wrote a feature about Kickstarter and how big Kickstarters like Ukulele and Bloodstained are making it difficult for the legitimate. Indies to get funding on Kickstarter. And the reason I want to talk about this is because this is one of the stories that we posted to Sifted this week, and it ended up becoming one of the most commented stories on Sifted. And so it obviously generated a lot of really good discussion. And uh, I wanted to bring it here to the show so you and I could talk about it a little bit. And uh, so, Marcus, how do you feel about that? Do you th- feel like these big boys kind of rolling in? Is Do you feel like it's gaming the system in any way? Do you feel like it's really taking anything away from the smaller guys who really don't have The funds to get things off the ground on their own, because you look at EGA's Kickstarter, and it was actually kind of a ruse, because he's saying, okay, well, this is really just a test to see if there's interest, and then if there is, we have these other investors over here who are going to invest in the game, so things are starting to get a little murky with these big guys coming into the Kickstarter scene. Marcus, how do you feel about that?
0: I fucking hate Kickstarter. Really, just I'm so I'm so over uh, over Kickstarter because everyone and their dog is turn is putting stuff on there. People are you know they're not hitting their targets. They're they're not hitting their fulfillment. Um You get big developers, uh, you know big name developers coming on, and yes, you do get them taken away from the you know the the the, the, the little guy because somebody wants uh, you know the next Double Fine. I'm sorry. I'm being directed. to Move over. <laughs> I can't move over anymore. It's a fucking table leg here. Yeah, you git. <laughs> Jesus. Anywho, uh, look at that. There's a picture of. Oh yes, it's what's it's his Ega. name. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no. I can see. I can see why people are, are pissed because you know you get double fine. You get. Uh, you know. Uh, the rare guys you get a bunch of these people you know it's the equivalent you know it's people you would imagine have some money in the first place Right? look they're already look
1: these guys are all rich make no mistake these guys who worked at rare for 20 plus years they're rich and I'm not talking about like hey they're making like six figures a year rich I'm talking about like they got millions in the bank the house is paid for they probably have two homes they have any have, car they
0: look, these dude, I have the same problem when somebody goes to a Kickstarter to you know, somebody like uh, Zach Braff, or, you know, goes to Kickstarter to get his new fucking wank project funded.
1: I mean, shouldn't um, these guys be actually using their own? I mean, look, I, I didn't,
0: yes, they I,
1: should. I didn't go to Kickstarter or Patreon to start Sifted, I took my
0: own money and uh, built Sifted, dude. I'm with you. I think these, you know, if you have the money and you're not prepared. To put your own fucking money into your pet project. right? Exactly. That's how I felt about it. I'm like,
1: how can I ask
0: other random people to pay for this?
1: If I believe in this idea, I should be willing to put my money where my mouth is.
0: Uh, Look, I mean, when I left Game Trailers, I could have probably gone to Patreon and got a bunch of uh, money to fund, uh, you know, doing whatever I wanted to do last year and, you know, hire proper editors and, you know, camera crew and all that and do it properly. But... I don't feel comfortable.
1: I don't either with a
0: begging bowl, I really which is don't. what it is.
1: And it's funny. And I mean,
0: look. There's a di- well. Let me finish. Sure. There's a difference between you know a couple of guys who have a cool concept who are doing this while doing their day job. Yeah. Um. But when you've had games that have sold in the hundreds of thousands, the, the millions. millions, and you have pocketed, not you know you're not you know you're not fucking Bill Gates level rich. You're not you know Facebook dude rich, but you are rather well off you should stay away from the fucking crowdfunding because you're cashing in and you're basically taking the money from your fans and you know double fine love those guys to bits i would never back a double fine kickstarter a lot of people did but why because they couldn't hit a fucking deadline if it was half a foot in front of them and they had a banjo You're right you know <laughs> they, they they just can't do it i don't i don't have the trust whereas i'm more interested in you know in somebody who's doing something perhaps a little cool you know a little cool a little bit different but you know it has some sort of track record maybe but isn't asking for a shitload of money. That's the other thing. When you see, like, well, all I need is $1.5 million by the end of the month, and, oh, I'm funded in 36 hours or three hours or whatever it is. And it just leaves a, a sour taste. I mean, it's basically... Um, I don't know. It's the American way. It Get is. Get some other some to people, pay for your shit.
1: Some people actually mentioned on Sifted in the comments, they said the market will pay for what the market wants. And that goes to what you were saying. It's America. It's capitalism
0: or whatever. But... Let's face it, the markets idiots.
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: I mean, no offense to the people who watch this show, who are obviously cultured and, and very, incredibly smart. Yeah, very, very uh, forward-thinking individuals. <laughs> uh, but let's face it. I mean, uh, you know, on the whole, people are fucking morons. Do you um, think that?
1: I mean, it doesn't matter though that these smaller indie games aren't getting made just because nobody wants them. Period. And it's not even because they already put money into one project and they've hit their quota of what they're going to give the Kickstarter.
0: Um, There's no simple answer to this, though, right? Yeah, you know, I can I can bluster and say if I can hit Kickstarter kick all day. It, you know, if... At heart, I mean, and anybody who follows my Twitter feed will know I'm a bit of a fucking socialist. <laughs> um, you know, I believe in a certain number of things, and I think, you know, equal playing field is always a nice thing to have. Um, I just... I am sick of seeing people with big games behind them a name that they cash in on. Not just you know, not just in the game space, in every other space as well. And cashing in on that and taking money from their fans. I mean and people will say, and well the fans are more than happy to give it to we, You know, we, the you know if, if the the game wouldn't get made otherwise and we're just paying up front, but then you get the supporters of that saying but, that, but then bitching about putting down money for a fucking pre-order because that's what you're doing. You're putting down a pre-order for a game that you have no uh, no idea of the quality. You have no yeah. idea. So I mean, it's it's basically you know this, the, the 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 flip side of the same coin. Only one one side is like I'm happy to back it. And The other side is I'm going to bitch away uh, you know and bitch and moan that they're taking my pre-order money and I'm you know I'm not getting this this and this for it and blah 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 blah. So. It's Here's the thing about the game wouldn't get made otherwise. And that's a statement
1: that a lot of people fall back on when they talk about Kickstarter. But the truth of the matter is when you're talking about these big developers, if they really wanted to make the game and believed in the game, the game would get made because they have enough resources to make the freaking game.
0: Yeah, or it's called, you know, find the find an investor, get a loan, and fucking, you know, start... They don't need loans! They could just... Well, look, look, like I said, I mean, I know a lot of game devs who, you know, not everybody has... Sir Cliffington money. No, but you know, somebody who has, has worked five at Ferrari's. Rare
1: for 20-plus years well, and shipped dozens, literally dozens and dozens. Of, look, I, I Marcus, know that
0: the wolves are not at the door.
1: Look, the community manager who worked on Call of Duty is filthy rich. So, dude, these people have money. Uh, if you ship successful games, you get rich. Even the people that are on Small on the Totem Pole get rich. Dude, not
2: think always.
0: About,
1: think about it. The community manager from Call of Duty... Ended up starting his own studio. Still hasn't shipped a game well, or like really was, shown his game. Closed
0: the studio. Did
1: it? it close? I think they closed the studio. But um, so look, the lead developer on
0: these games
1: are making tons of money, man.
0: Like, well, it depends on how your deal is it, structured. I mean, as I somebody who spirit, spent a lot of time working on very successful video games, uh, including you know. You know, creating a brand name for a game like Ghost Recon. I was on right. the naming convention for that. And yeah. getting jack shit for it other than just... Well, you were on PR.
1: Ass. You were not technically a part of the development I was actually. Team. I was
0: actually product manager for, for Ghost Recon before I became PR. But again, you know, it's one of those things. People know it as Ghost Recon. Yeah, and me and two other people sat down and went through that and, uh, and, and basically created that name. Yeah. But again, oh, where are we doing? Con- well, anything, anything you do, do while you're br- working, it's a company becomes property. the company. A, yeah, property a in the company. yeah. So look, it's there's a lot of people who do get hosed, and there are a few who parlay their influence into getting some money. You know, getting money and getting this and that. And good luck to them. Um, but yes, I am firmly of the the, uh, the 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 school of thought that's put your money where your fucking mouth is. And stop relying on Joe Public. Uh, We're people. seeing it
1: with media too now. I mean, there's lots of people who are leaving websites and doing not Patreon. Dis- and-
0: not disagreeing. I will say that you know some of the people that I see on on Patreon are fulfilling their side of the bargain and are producing a shit ton of content mm-hmm. that people are really really liking. Uh, but then I see other people who are like, well, I want eight hundred, but you know, eight hundred dollars. You know, uh, or whatever, to produce two pieces of work a month. Yeah, I'm like, fuck off, will you? I mean, let's face it. There's a reason you're not getting hired by people. You, nobody's got a fucking interest in what you have to say. Um, so, yeah, I.
1: I think my final thing on this would be
0: that I just feel like these big developers coming into
1: Kickstarter and taking the money. There's not anything per se wrong with it. I just feel like it's not in the spirit of what Kickstarter was.
0: It's totally founded the, for. It, it's totally in the spirit of Kickstarter. Kickstarter was founded to well, they're founders. All they care about make, is money. Make so. a healthy commission <laughs> uh, for you know to uh, you know add of stuff and then sell the site and make a shitload more money. Um, so I'm in a very anti-capitalist mood today. I'm afraid, but um, yeah, I and people say oh well kickstarter is just the you know it's the ideal socialist thing no it's not it's a bunch of fucking pandering and fan love and you know the 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 fucking cult of celebrity is ridiculous that when, you know, people who already have a shit ton of money are getting money to give money given to them to do something they should be doing and investing in themselves. It's fucking morally reprehensible. When we also have to have GoFundMe's so that people can pay for fucking cancer you know, to cancer get the treatment. cancer treatment. Yeah. Well, think
1: about remember the potato salad or whatever that made fifty thousand yeah. dollars so and I, there's people that I know personally at that time on Facebook, saying, "Oh, my insurance is terrible," and they literally had cancer, and we're like, "We're gonna file. We have to file for bankruptcy because I can't afford my cancer treatments." And then meanwhile, people are giving fifty thousand dollars to potato salad.
0: Or the, the you know the fucking eight hundred thousand to world. a pizza fucking company in Indianapolis, or so Indiana, who doesn't want to serve gay people. Yeah. Um, I mean, look. At the end of the day, people are fucking morons. And at the end of the day, it's your money. You do with it what uh, what you you know what you want you. Hopefully, work hard for it and so on. But I would never—I I have never given money on Kickstarter to somebody who has the money in, to fund that shit themselves. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and uh, it does counter any ethos the Kickstarter was supposed to—you know—was supposed to have of this, you know, socialistic movement to community fund stuff. Because it's only community funding the big boys, and it's basically you're creating a new level of publisher. That uh, and developer that is, you know, they're not Activision evil, they're not EA evil, but I'm not saying they're evil at all, but at the end of the day, they're taking somebody else's money with no guarantee of success.
1: Yeah, before I move on, just wanna remind you that was written, that feature was very interesting and worth a read. It was written by Katie Chironis over on Polygon, so go give it a read.
0: All right, next one. Um, Let's talk about rebooted brands and, (laughs) you know, I mean, need for speed. Yeah. The game I first played on the 3DO when it was Track Presents. Well, that was Need where it was launched on the 3DO. That's yes, where indeed. Was... Yes. Um, I, I first played it when I was working at Games World in the UK, um, the TV show. And I remember just thinking, wow, this is really cool. Because it was like, you know, FMV quality footage. Yeah. And um, I mean, it wasn't really much of a game. Yeah. Uh, but it was. <laughs> it looked pretty. Yeah. Uh, but it's coming back again. Well, it never really left, so to speak. uh. uh Need for Speed, I think, after, like, the third one, it left.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. It left I think the a building lot of people, in, my, in my mind.
0: Sure. I think a lot
1: of people feel like uh, the Underground, Underground 2 was the peak of the franchise. And as far as sales are concerned, the peak of the franchise was the game after that, the one that came right after Underground 2. I think it sold, like, 15 million copies or something like that. But here's the other thing. Like, this isn't the first time... EA has said that they're rebooting Need for Speed. It's actually been done before. And then there was one year where they actually put out, like, three different games or something like that. Like, they put out, like, a one was a Sim, one was, like, an arcade thing for the Wii. Like, they've pretty much done everything they can to the series at this point.
0: Including a crappy movie. <laughs> You're right. With Aaron Paul in it, from Breaking Bad
1: to Breaking Sad. The only thing they haven't done is listen to fans, Marcus. Like, fans have been asking for Underground 3 for literally over a decade. Over a decade, people have been asking for this game. And they still won't deliver it. They keep creating these spinoffs. They had the one where they had, like, the story mode in it that was awful. And, like, they've tried everything to try to revive this franchise. Because if you look at the sales of it, after Underground 2, the game right after it, it's just this steady decline down. And now they're to where they're like, you know, only selling a couple million of each release. And so, uh, I think the reboot has turned into the, hey, will you please look at our game again? Like, (laughs) it's not like they're really rebooting this franchise. They're like, it's going to have urban street racing with customization, and it's at night. I'm like, that's every game you've ever made. (laughs) Like, all the Need for Speed games are that way. But I feel like still fans are hoping that it really does become this kind of throwback back to the underground days, but I think really what made underground different was it, it its vibe to it. it. It did have, like, a legitimately good underground vibe to it and not, like, the stereotypical, like, how many car part manufacturers can we get to get our parts in here that all, like, the dub kids are into. It, what are you doing, Marcus? Sorry,
0: I I, I, <laughs> I saw Matt laughing at me and realized I was listening to you, but I was in your shop. Oh, got you, got you. Yes, so there you go. Um, so they're going to show more of this at E3 oh come on let's cut to the chase we don't need another need for speed you know what we fucking need road rash yeah I agree that's with that. what we need
1: <laughs> I agree EA
0: that. stop pull your head out your asses forget the fart and the furious knockoffs I mean you know, I'll go ahead and just fucking license that from Universal you know yeah. 1, 1. 1.7 billion or whatever it's fucking made now which is unreal um yeah, you could probably make it on the Unreal Engine as well. Uh, <laughs> game humor—it's awesome. Give us fucking Road Rash. That's the game that we want. Uh, motorcycles with chains, especially after you know Mad Max came out, with all all that sort of lovely shenanigans. Uh, yes, give us Road Rash, please. I don't give a shit about Need was for Speed. Was the last
1: Road Rash on PS2?
0: I can't even remember.
1: I think it was. Yes, yeah, I know. I've got yeah, Road, I've got
0: Road Rash one and two on the Genesis.
1: Yeah. I played the most of it on the original PlayStation. That's where I played the game the most. I think it was one of the early games that had just come out when the PlayStation just came out, and it there was no good games at the awesome PlayStation launch. Awesome on the Genesis. Launched.
0: It was awesome on the Genesis. And
1: so I played that, and I played Destruction Derby. Like those were the two ah, games that I played. Ah, Psygnosis. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the guys who did Destruction. It was Destruction Derby and Wipeout. Those were the. That two game was that great. They...
1: Destruction Derby. I played the yeah. hell out of that. I would take another one of those. There's ah. not enough car combat games these days. There's like no car combat games these days. So. Yeah road rash I'm down with that but yeah I'd agree I mean this debut for Need for Speed first of all the, you saw the teaser is like 10 seconds long they didn't show much of it but
0: and it's totally unrealistic it looks like down, downtown LA at night but yeah. there's this wet stuff on the on the ground grounds, so was totally unrealistic I thought
1: the graphics looked good though I mean as far as what <sighs> they've shown of the in-engine stuff I thought it looked sharp but who knows you know obvi- <sighs> we're actually going to get to this next actually not next in, in two topics well, we're going to talk me, about look, this look
0: I mean I don't Really play the driving games anymore? I used to enjoy them to a certain degree, but then I got a big boy car. Yeah, you got <laughs> a, a big, real car. You got a big boy car too. I would, not and I don't know what you drive, Matt, but given what I can get into and just hop drive on the freeway, drive yeah. for real. None of this shit cuts in for me anymore. I think it's just I'm old. Well, there's no good place to drive cars here, though. Well, That's the some, problem. There's some tracks.
1: I'm, well, there's tracks, yeah, but you track your car, you beat the crap out of your car, man. You take it to the track, you'll burn through a set of well, brakes and a set of tires in, like, a day. So I don't, like track it, like, very often.
0: So... But there's something to be said about getting on the freeway, putting your foot down and... Oh,
1: for sure, for sure. You can never replicate that feeling with a video game. It's just impossible,
0: because... 0-60 in 4 seconds. Yeah,
1: exactly. You can't replace that in... You don't feel the inertia and all that in a video game that you would feel driving a real car, but... I still enjoy racing games. A lot, a lot. of people
0: do. I mean, Forza does so well. Um, you know, Drive Club that uh, that came out. <laughs> <laughs> Drive Club's getting great reviews. It's doing really well, but it's a rigid sim and. Yeah.
1: And that's one thing I would say is, like, I'm not a big fan of rigid simulation driving games. Even though I love driving a real car, and, like, when I buy a car, I get a stick shift, and, you know, I don't go with an automatic and whatnot. I like driving real cars.
0: If you got a sports car that had an automatic, I would kill you.
1: Lots of people have that, that though. Is,
0: yeah, that's just wrong.
1: Yeah, well, now they have, like, the paddle shifters that kind of make it feel like you're shifting and everything. No, 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 but you need the stick shift. Yeah, I mean, I, I always have a, I've had a stick shift since my first car. I always yeah. will have one until I get... Arthritis, and I can't drive a stick anymore. But
0: when I get to that stage, just I'm I'm going to be ready for my my fucking little rascal.
1: Yeah, but I don't like simulation driving games. Like I'm not a big Gran Turismo fan. I'm not a big Forza fan. I like the Horizon games because they're a little more arcadey. But you know, I think just because you like really driving doesn't mean that you want the same thing in your video games. And that's why I actually do generally like the Need for Speed, at least the themes of the Need for Speed games. Um, But as far as this debut getting me really excited for the new one, I mean, there's not much there, one, and two, what they did show. It doesn't look all that different from the prior ones. Road Rash. Road Rash. I'm down with that. So, Marcus.
0: Doom. Doom 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 Yeah
1: they showed us 3 seconds of gameplay of Doom this week Marcus <laughs> It was
0: a Doom with a view
1: <laughs> Yeah in fact when I was getting footage ready for the show today I had to just basically grab that trailer and just like loop it 3 times cuz otherwise it would drive Matt crazy cuz it would run out by the time he like started it playing and before he got his hand off the mouse so All right roll it Matt Yeah No, actually, I actually went back and cut the old trailer from E3 last year in with the new footage. So, just to make Matt's job a little easier. And then I looped it a couple times so it wouldn't uh, totally stress him out. But they did show just three new seconds of gameplay. But here's the thing. So, they had worked on this game for a long, long time. And I'd almost had the game finished. And out of the blue, Bethesda was just like, Look, we aren't happy with the direction this other Doom is going we need to scrap it. And so, I actually have footage as well of the prototype, which was just leaked this week. Somebody who used to work on the game just basically put out a trailer for the original version of Doom that never saw the light of day. And here it is, it's completely different. It, there it looks like Metal Gear, and then yeah. another part it looks like Call of Duty, and in another part it looks like Gears of War. It looked like it was just like this mashup of like every popular game that was available at the time. And so, now they've kind of gone back to this more, like, demonic... Traditional. Traditional Doom. But, Marcus, do you think that that is the right call?
0: Yes. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the original Doom is three million years old now. Um, I think going back to its core and relaunching it, uh, considering, you know, we had Doom 3 a while back, which was a mixed bag. Yeah, I think be, that's probably the best be way to describe about it. Yeah, that might be charitable, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, we've gone, I mean, what, 20, it was like 20, 25 years since Doom came out? 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been about 20, 12, actually 23, Four, three to four years quarter century first, uh, almost yeah <laughs> And i played it the first time around so did i um, but <laughs> to be able to go back especially with the tech now and how gameplay has evolved, i am looking forward to seeing what bethesda who have a rather good track record yeah recently i mean you know you look at dishonored you look at you look at skyrim i mean i'm expecting more than perhaps just a regular you know, Monster shooter. closet shooter you like we got like, Doom and... three. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that you know this is a true evolution of the Doom you know origin, and I, uh, I mean, I think it's you know it's it's one I'm it's my it's my it's the thing I'm most, most most looking forward to just before E3. I've got my my pass for the um, pre E3 event that they're doing uh, on the Sunday, yeah. um, and I think that you know if they can deliver something, you know. Cool for Doom and for, uh, Fallout Four and uh, Dishonored Two. I think they'll they'll have a great E3, but I, I digress. Doom was a really trip. simple game, though. There is there is space for it. yes, you, it is a simple game. You couldn't jump. You couldn't you know you couldn't shoot up. Everything was on one fucking level. And look, we don't think they're going to do that again. Obviously. No, I don't. But think I still feel no-
1: like it might be a more simplified version of the genre. Um,
0: I don't know. I think they're not overcomplicated. I think they might evolve the genre in different ways. I mean, my Biggest fear is that they call of duty it, where it's going to be you know oh, all perks all and fucking sex pieces and... and stuff like that. I don't think it will. Um, I mean, they haven't even spoken about multiplayer. Yeah, uh, we don't know if there is going to be a multiplayer component. Doom was never
1: big with multiplayer. Well, I mean, uh, it uh, doesn't.
0: I mean, you know, deathmatch Doom over a, over a, a LAN. And that's the local area network, by the (laughs) way. Uh, For you younger ones who are like, what? I couldn't couldn't connect via my iPad? I think they still Um, know what LAN parties are. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Doom 2 LAN parties and uh, what was the other one that uh, Raven did? The the Hexen. Yeah. That was another uh, another great one. Um, Yeah, I... I think that there will be multiplayer and we will have some of the old school real fun like deathmatch and team deathmatch and whatever um uh, but yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what the marine has in store I'm looking forward to hopefully being scared shitless uh because now they can really do the horror aspect phenomenally well uh you know because thrill... doom 3 i felt like
1: didn't really do that like it was most not, of the scares that... in doom 3 were like you're walking down a hallway and like a monster falls out of the ceiling and it's like oh, a jump scare
0: you go to a two two feet back a closet that was empty and all of a sudden, of a sudden, sudden there's something there and now. i think yeah. that was the problem with doom where you know, doom 3 where you had the guys at id who had the tech and i've said this about id for all, the longest time in that they were a company with an engine looking for a game designer and Bethesda were a company with game designers looking for, for an engine. engine yeah and i think that's why it was always uh, you know a really p- interesting potential um, and that all culminated
1: me. in Rage by the way
0: <laughs> well i think yeah which had its moments but had its moments and still look better than Mad Max did a couple of you know oh, a couple sure. of 3s ago yeah. um but yes i think you know with with the current you know with the, with the new id tech engine and some really savvy game design I mean how cool is it going to be to pick up a BFG for the oh, first for time for sure yeah yeah I mean you know you see a horde of fucking imps coming at you and yeah. I mean there there is going to be some real that that's the thing I hope there's the scare moments in there I hope that this is a horror. FPS with lots of fucking action. I hope there's there's lots of enemies.
1: Because that's the aesthetic of Doom that I feel like it needs to get in there. It needs to have a lot of enemies and they need to rush your ass. Because that's what I think of when I think of Doom. It's like, it's not just like one enemy, I kill him, then I walk 50 feet, here's another one. It's like, they're coming, and like yeah. you better be fast. You better have reflexes. Like I it mean, needs not, to be a
0: twitch shooter. Well, it's not horde mode all the way. I mean, you'll have the sections of quite, uh, you know, quiet where you know before you get to somewhere crazy because you were gonna want to build up that atmosphere and then all of hell, literally, you know, uh, unleashes. <laughs> but I think that if they can strike the balance between the action that we want and the, the, the just ramping up the horror, that's gonna be cool. I would agree with that. All right, let's talk about. Well, we we're just talking about graphics, and we've talked a little. You know, we're going to talk about the, the Witcher in a little while. Um, but let's talk about the newest trend in gaming, and it's not Gamergate, it's graphics bait and Switchgate. Yeah, which why <laughs> downgrade do we all, gate? What, what the fuck? Why is, is everything a gate? Why is everything a gate? Because <laughs> oh, because of Watergate. That was the name of the fucking hotel. Oh, I know, isn't it crazy? I, look, I know, I'm paraphrasing now from somebody. Uh, you know, somebody uh, I, I, I watched uh, earlier this week. Somebody very funny. I can't remember who. Probably John Oliver. Um, but yes. I mean it's Watergate Hotel. Yeah. But, you know, it's not you it's know, not that there's ben like Benghazi a controversy over water. And, <laughs> like- yeah, perhaps it's John Stewart <laughs> or something. Yes, let's let's forget the fucking gates. Yeah. And graphics, blade and switch and Witcher Three has come out, and people are like, well, it doesn't look as good as it did when we first saw the teaser three years ago. Following on from um, Watch Dogs, which came out, and obviously people are like, it doesn't look as good as the first time we saw it at the Sony press conference. Following on from Killzone, which was, it doesn't look as good as the first time we saw it at the PS3 press conference. Yeah. And as ad nauseam ad infinitum since the beginning of time. Um, Thus the phrase "bullshots" and all... Uh, all that other stuff yeah Yeah, i mean people are complaining that the the witcher is downgraded uh, you know they've downgraded the the pc version in particular to sync up with the ps4 and the um uh, xbox one version now we have three people here who are playing the witcher 3 at various stages within the game i myself have only just started but um, and all
1: different platforms uh, well two
0: different platforms yeah you guys are playing on ps3 PS4. Uh, PS3, that would be awesome. <laughs> I know my version is better than PS3. Um, and I am playing on PC. Right. Um, I am playing on my Razor Blade Pro with everything pretty much cranked up. Not quite to ultra, but it's pretty gorgeous looking considering. Yeah. It looks good on PS4 as well. There's no doubt about it. But if you look at, like there's
1: a comparison, there's tons of comparison videos floating around right now for this. And if you look at those comparison videos, like first of all, I don't know how these people did it. Like, we're showing some of it right now. Like, I don't know how these people went into the actual game that they bought and then went back to that trailer and found these exact trails to be able to record this footage. Like, I started thinking about doing it myself, and I was like, no way in hell it would take forever to find But look, these people have actually found the exact locations in the real game that they showed in that initial trailer. And you can see, I mean... There's a big difference. Like, there's a lot less detail in the final game. There's a lot more detail in the trailer. And actually, the developers at CD Projekt went on record this week and said, yeah, you're right. Like, we did have to cut some stuff back. And yeah, in some ways, we do regret what's happened. But what they really said they regretted was showing this footage in the first place several years ago. Um, So, Marcus, I mean, think about it i never do video game trailers are are an advertisement for video games they're promotional materials for games so imagine you're you're a car manufacturer and you're about to sell a car in a couple years and you put out footage of that car driving down the road and the car comes out a few years later and it doesn't look like the car that was on the road and the advertisement that you put out to the public and look i'm not talking about like these road and track photographers who go and hide in the woods and take photos of like Teslas. I'm talking about officially put out media of that car. And then people go to buy the car at the dealership and it doesn't look anything like the car that they thought they were going to buy. You couldn't get away with it. But with games, this happens all the time. Well, it is the
0: own games is the only industry where we have such a convoluted long reveal to release right. strategy. I mean, you know, when the, when a trailer for most games, some games will be like, "Hey, here's a trailer." Now it's out. Well, that's the exception rather than the rule. But yeah, we're announcing this uh, three years in advance, and it'll come out sometime in three years. I'll say it'll be out, out in two years. And now we're delaying it. Now we're delaying it. And things are in, always going to change. I mean, shit. You, you look at the movies. I mean, we you know we're getting more and more trailers. And you know, the Avengers trailer. There was you know there were scenes in that trailer that were cut from the final film. Yeah. And people were like what but i mean it happens you have to make um decisions that allow you to actually ship the fucking game in the first place now let me just share a little trade secret with you that you know as somebody who spent a lot of years pring this stuff when you have an initial trailer it's not from the game it's all mocked up it's mocked even and you know we we talked about this last week when we saw the Ubisoft reveal of uh, Assassin's Creed, Gore Blimey Governor, Chim Chimney. Um, <laughs> they had pre-alpha footage on there, which is
1: bollocks. Yeah, that was a lie. Um, this
0: the, the stuff you will see, if a game is coming out in two years, you're not seeing the game, the game yeah. right now. You're seeing a pre-rendered or there may be, you know, a version that they record in a basic version of the engine got a little bit a vertical slice, we like to call it, yeah, because it's basically you know it's it can it contains as many of the features as they hope to put in, all polished so much that you could literally squeeze your zits in them, and then put out there in trailer form, heavily edited, color corrected, photoshopped. I mean, it's basically a Kim Kardashian photo. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're looking at. This is why this is what happens, um, but. Is it acceptable? Well, I think it's becoming less and less acceptable because people are becoming more savvy. Has it been going on for years? abso fucking well, The other How- part of it, too, is that, you know, a lot of people see these trailers and
1: they put their pre-order money down. And then, you know, on the, yeah. the idea that that game isn't coming out three years later, because, as you said earlier, The Witcher has been delayed. Mm-hmm. So you put down your money and you're like, okay, I'll get this in a year and a half or whatever. And then it, three years later... GameStop has had your money all that time sitting in the bank collecting interest on it. And then you finally get the free game. You've had that little slip that you've had to hold on to and not lose for three years.
0: Providing you know the, the people you buy it from are actually still in business. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: And then the game comes out and it's not what you paid. I mean, you paid for what you saw in that trailer. That's the truth of the matter. You didn't pay for what you ultimately got. You certainly didn't give somebody your five bucks for three years for what. Was it was ultimately given when you put it down on something you saw before? So, this is never going to end, is it, Marcus? It's
0: like it's going to end when websites stop putting out trailers. Yeah, uh, it's um, nev-
1: this is never going to end. Marcus. Well, you
0: know, it's going <laughs> to it's going to end when people stop putting down pre order money. It's going to end when, um, you know, it'll game- end when they stop giving <laughs> pre
1: order bonuses. That's what I think because there is really no reason to pre order a game anymore. When was the last time? that you remember a game being
0: sold out where you went into a store and said, I want this game, and they're like, we don't have any. If you want it, look, if you want it day one, that's the thing. If if you want it day one... They don't sell out, though, even on day one. They will undercut their allocation. To generate To generate the hype, generate the, you know, let's face it, nothing makes you want stuff more than the phrase, you can't have it. Yeah, you can't have it. Um, Look, the the PR cycle is broken, and, you know, it's not necessarily um, the the fault of the PR people. It's generally the way that the companies are run. Um, And look, I'm I'm always a PR apologist. I mean, you know, I've been through some of the shenanigans over the years, but we don't need a two to three year cycle from announcement to fucking ending. In fact, if I had my way- And that's all about pre-orders, by the way. Well, if I had my way, I would basically say, all right, we are one month away from this game being finished. Now you can fucking publicize it. Yeah. And then we will hold it for another two months to polish. To make sure that all the bugs are fixed so that we don't need a day one patch and then we put the game out on the disc and the game works and everything's in there uh, yeah, be the and net. we get that out to people so you have a three maybe you know a six month PR window I mean this is where Nintendo actually generally can get it right they do have the six generally the six month thing where it's like yeah. this is coming out you'll be able to buy it in six months so this unless is it's out. Zelda yeah well this is coming out at some point but we know YouTube is too off to yeah. really uh, you know to, 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 to listen to us but yeah, um, anybody you know, anybody who is uh, feels betrayed by a final game after looking at a trailer from three years ago. Um, I've got a Patreon you can fund, by the way, because you're obviously <laughs> happy to give your money away. Um, and I, I think it's one of those things that you just have to be more savvy. You can't, you can't trust anything. You certainly can't trust the, you know a game now looking like it's supposed to do. It's uh, supposed to. Uh,
1: But I think most people would assume it would look
0: better after three years, not worse. Can we just say, (laughs) there's fuck all wrong with The Witcher 3. I'm playing it on PC, which is obviously the the most gorgeous version that you can get because it's PC, and it's not an outdated PC in a box like the consoles. Yeah, master race. Um, Look, but I mean, the PS4 version...
1: Looks great, Looks
0: really good. Yeah. The Xbox One version is an option. (laughs) But the PC version really does look really well. And like I said, I'm running on a fucking razor blade laptop that I bought a year, a year, uh, a year and a half ago, maybe. Um, so, I mean, it's not the most ultra, ultra cutting edge techs, tech, but it still is a gorgeous looking game. Oh, for sure. And this is the thing, there's only so many things that, that you can actually put on a disc or cram into an engine without more shit breaking. Now, if you're on PC, what'll happen with, the, with, with Witcher at some point, which are three uh it was what happened with skyrim you'll get some sort of probably some update and it'll be oh the ultra high high res pack is now available or whatever it is and it'll be be awesome and everybody will will laugh but i mean at the end of the day you can't anything you see at e3 at press conferences this year if they are not coming out within this calendar year don't fucking believe that that's the final product you're going to get because it's not because people want your money in advance, they want you to get hyped, they want to think it's all shiny, shiny and fantastic, and they basically will over-promise and underdeliver. deliver It's the, the nature of the business.
1: Here's the other thing, I think right now, the guys at CD Projekt Red probably want to punch people in the face who are complaining about this. They're putting on the happy face because they're in that very crucial, like, There's... our game came out, we need to be very nice, we need to be very happy, we need to make our customers happy, But you just know, like, whenever they're hanging out having a beer, they're like, I can't believe those ungrateful, blah, blah, blah. Well, look,
0: I mean, this is the thing. This game looks amazing. You don't make the promises, uh, you know, that it's going to look like this, and then three years down the line it doesn't quite look as good. Does it still look fantastic? Yes. I would, you know... Um, I they've got a lot of other things going on right now. There's this whole uh, NVIDIA versus AMD issue with The Witcher 3. Oh, where yeah, where AMD the,
1: is like, that's dirty, man. AMD Holy is bitching cow. and moaning about <laughs> the,
0: the follicality <laughs> physics engine where the flowing hair, uh, apparently, that works with the NVIDIA system uh, is designed to break the AMD version. They're saying is, that mm. they
1: intentionally sabotage AMD's car. I cannot believe that AMD said that publicly
0: yeah I like can't... sure
1: behind closed doors or in their own meetings like sure they're gonna grumble and say "Oh, those jerks probably screwed they said that in public man with no proof like they're just basically like it sure seems like it it's like that's not good enough you can't go in public and like vilify another corporation i'm, a, a...
0: I'm sure nvidia is sending a lot of cheese to, oh, AMD yeah, yeah. to go with that wine uh, to look i basket. have an nvidia i have an nvidia card in my laptop and the game runs gorgeously it is one of the best looking games and we'll talk about a little bit more about it later just basically wise up everybody has to wise up Look, we've got it and and this is the thing and i know this is funny ironic hypocritical whatever coming from me the guy who likes to fucking whinge more than anybody else but we are in we have a generation of complainers of entitled people well they have access now
1: to people it used to be like if you got angry at
0: cd project red How did you get in contact with them? You had to write them a fucking letter. You had to
1: write them a letter. And you know what they did? They just take those letters and throw them right in the
0: trash can. Well, no, I mean, you know, if you take the effort (laughs) to write write a letter or an email or whatever, you know, on the whole, you know, they'd look at it and and sometimes respond. But now it's so easy to get, you know, jump in and go bananas. The other thing that's funny is that this is all getting traction, this graphics bait and switch, you know, allegedly bait and switch. Because let's face it, your console versions were never going to look that good. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, The Witcher 3...
1: I don't think they were hoping a console version. I think they were saying, okay, we expect the PC version to look this good. And look,
0: as a, you know, PC gamer, couple of gaming PCs, you honestly think that there are enough PC people out there who've bought this game who are fucking complaining? I think this is basically another pr- another issue of vocal minority. Ha- a vocal minority getting on social media, getting on forums, and look, we we've all had the experience of the mouthy individual with sixty-one Twitter followers who decides to bitch and fucking moan because it doesn't fit their own particular vision of what a game should be or a website or whatever anything should, should be, be. or yeah. anything. <laughs> At the end of the day, those people and three dollars can get you a fucking frappe at starbucks because let's face it the starbucks frappe is more useful everybody has an opinion they're like assholes it's just different degrees of shit that comes out of all of them and there's nothing worse than uninformed shit and that is 90 percent of the internet and that's why people like you who are really smart watching this show come here because we have collectively about 30 million years of games experience we've worked in the industry we've worked in the media we know how the things tend to work So you come here because we are the wise old wizards, and you can listen to what we have to say. The problem is that there are people out there who have no such experience and spout shit off left, right, and center, and should be fucking ignored. In fact, yay, they should be castrated or euthanized. (laughs) Um, Look, when I become president Uh, of the world, I'm introducing the Moron Law, and all morons will be executed.
1: Yeah. So, time to move on. So- Poor
0: Shane. He writes up all these fucking comment topics every week. He's like, all right, which one's going to send him off on another tangent get-off-my-lawn section?
1: It's all by design, Marcus. Yes,
0: Little indeed. Little did you know. I'm looking forward to the next one. Talk about the next one, Shane.
1: Yeah, so... uh Obviously, VR is right on the cusp of making it big. Really, it looks like early 2016 is going to be the big time. And, like, and
0: here Sifted Games. We hate VR.
1: Yeah. Apparently, we hate VR, according mm. to one of our beta testers. But uh,
0: Former beta tester.
1: Yeah. So uh, so VR is right on the cusp of hitting it big. And right now, you're starting to see all the people who are making VR devices kind of come out and put their stake in the ground and say, this is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to work with. They're all signing like alliances and deals with operating systems and things like that. And so this week... Oculus decided to come out and say, you know what? We have no problem with virtual porn, Marcus. How do, how do you feel about that?
0: Oculus has just secured its space as the VR of choice for the next 20 years. It's gonna uh, become the HT- VHS of VR. Yeah. HTC, Morpheus, Steam, fucking forget it. It's done. <laughs> because at the end of the day, porn is what made the internet. Porn is what made VHS. Porn is what made DVDs. If people can have titties and bottoms and winkles and all this stuff flashing around um, and they can do the interactive porn, they will adopt and people will buy and people will will support. Um, One thing I would say,
1: though, is it looks like porn had minimal to no impact on the Blu-ray HD DVD race.
0: Well, I think that's because the internet was so popular at the same time. I think nobody wants to see porn in HD. Oh, I beg to differ. There are lots of porn sites out there, so I've been told, that offer a HD option um, for a very nominal fee, allegedly, uh, of, you know, having spoken to a couple of friends about this. But no, I think that the difference was the, you know, you look at Blu-ray, it really kicked in, but at a time when the internet was yeah. really picking oh, up Oh yeah, steam. it's like apples and, and oranges, definitely. You don't really
1: even need physical media yeah.
0: anymore, to but be it, honest. You, th- you think about it before that, VHS and um uh, Beta we definitely... Oh, yeah. yeah, they were I all mean, determined by porn. If porn had gone to Betamax, Betamax would have been... Would again, have, yeah. Betamax and VHS were two content delivery systems. They were tapes you put into a machine, and you press play. Tapes, yes, <laughs> yes. Not not cassette tapes like the types you listen to the music on. Oh, they don't know those either, tapes. Marcus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I feel like we're PBS at times. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, look, I, 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 I've said Oculus uh, has got the best bet for uh, for a while because they have the biggest war chest they have have the biggest install base with the hardware obviously it's pc they just need to shit or get off the pot and deliver a retail system
1: but here's the thing like the specs for oculus rift are pretty steep like i feel like that could give morpheus like a little
0: bit of an edge but morpheus is a playstation exclusive Right. right but the playstation 4 is doing really well it's doing really well but it's still a playstation exclusive i mean you know morpheus is going to deliver something really cool like i said no man's sky or morpheus i'm that that could be the game that could sell it for me yeah but for the rest of my vr needs i mean and what would those needs be well sporting events movies i don't Um, know that
1: i want to experience that stuff in vr though
0: i think there's going to be some really interesting uh stuff with the sporting events the fact you know just being able to sort of like Watch a, I mean, it's great watching a rugby match or a soccer match now. Uh, the, the fact that I can actually get them as they happen here in the US. When I first moved here, I had to wait three fucking weeks so to watch, watch a game. Match, yeah, yeah um, but I mean, just to you know be able to have that stereo sound coming in, the atmosphere, looking around the stadium. I think that's going to be really interesting. Am I talking about exp- wanting to experience a game from the ball's perspective? No, but you know to be able to do that and perhaps you know sync up with friends where you know we're all perhaps sitting in a, a, a row virtually. That is exciting to me. Um, obviously, some you know the games aspect is going to be really cool, especially with games like Elite Dangerous, which, again, is perfect for Oculus. So, you know, you look at some of the other games that, that are coming out, I mean, shit. Um, the new Fallout game, if that was with Oculus, I don't think it's going to happen, given yeah. that, you know, Oculus and Bethesda have issues. But, I mean, that would be, again, be phenomenal. And, you know, I think movies, TV shows, I mean, you know, where you have... You, when you're in that world, not you know know—you're still a spectator, but you know you're not participating in it because that's what the games are going to be for. But the fact that you know there is no borders—that yeah. is what's going to make it interesting. And what sold me on that concept was the, um, the Oculus demo I got last year at E3, where I looked at the 3D platformer game, and I was like, I never thought a 3D platformer would work inside yeah. VR and it does yeah. and that proved to me that you can make anything work that's true if you can make that genre work with VR just yeah. about anything and they've got fucking Facebook money Yeah. I mean you know I know it's, Facebook is something that only us old people use now <laughs> I know it's all your Snapchats and your Periscopes and, and, your, and your Tumblers Armadildos no apparently Tumblr's gone as well. <laughs> um, well you know it's like very very small but um, you know Facebook still generates a lot of money especially on the ad side um, so I think that if Oculus can deliver a retail system in the next six to 12 months, they, they're the ones who are gonna steal a march on everybody. So how, uh, the, here's the
1: thing, like this is a show about video games. So how does Oculus coming out and talking about the, that they have no aversion to porn being on their device, how does that affect what they do with games?
0: Doesn't affect, well, I mean, let's face it, people are more likely- It makes a device more popular. <laughs> it makes the device way more attractive um i mean you know there's a publishers are going to be you know they've already been supporting you know oculus on uh you know for for a a number of months but i think publishers are going to say all right well people will buy an oculus because they can can have their porn and that is a market that is now going to be built for us and we can then sell sell to not you know the hairy hand brigade with you know porn games but i'm talking about you know activision and ea if they see that that you know 15 million fucking oculus headsets that are sold they will cater to that audience yeah because once you you know i mean we saw this i mean it they could turn the tide of the vr headset war for lack of a better term i think but. i i don't think there's a, a war right now because let's face it nobody's you don't firing feel like shots. you
1: don't feel like right but you don't feel like eventually morpheus and all these other headsets are going to compete with each other for market share. do you think anyone's gonna buy two vr headsets i mean they're looking at coming in at like 200 at the cheapest but it's probably gonna be closer to three i mean most
0: households
1: are gonna have to choose one of these things
0: and honestly, the one of the one that they will choose is the one that will be the one that's backed by the biggest fucking backer, and, I don't and think- that's
1: Oculus. And yeah. if they're allowing porn on their device, you, I mean, look, you're not going to experience porn on the Morpheus,
0: no. <laughs> Maybe it's some anime tentacle. I mean, you have a closed system. It's, up, maybe yeah. there's
1: some type of a web service where it works, but it's not going to work like it does on Oculus where
0: the platform's open and they can actually create things specifically no. for the device. Uh, look, I mean, the, 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 you know the really exciting thing for me is I've got this idea for a splash guard for your, for your Oculus Rift. That I'm going to put, I'm going to put into Kickstarter, and that's how I'm going to make my millions. Uh, easy wipe clean uh, Oculus Rift splash guards.
1: And that's the thing; it's going to get like pretty nasty. You're going to have people building like these peripherals
0: for people to use with their VR, and like. Uh, funnily enough, I actually saw something uh, on Facebook that's not an Oculus. You know, uh, it's not a peripheral for that. It's actually a uh, proctologist training device <laughs> that uses a, you know, uh, almost like a simulation on a screen, but there is a peripheral where you have to put okay. your hands up it. this fake ass. Yeah, we get it. And I'm just, yeah. But like, that's what I'm the saying. The sky's like, the limit. And none that's the type
1: are... of stuff you're going to see. Like, people, people think they're embarrassed whenever they get caught now. <laughs> imagine with VR.
0: Can you imagine <laughs> being a teenage boy in no. the next couple of years. No. I mean, they will never leave their fucking room. Sell, buy stocking Kleenex and, <laughs> and wet wipes. Do it now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call my broker. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I, got no I, I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that. It's uh, only going to help
1: games, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to make the install base for whatever device bigger. And, let, and let, it's going to incentivize... Developers just, and publishers to make games for.
0: It. Let me just say, I don't have a problem with most versions of porn. I mean, I'm I'm European. Um, most you know, versions. Well, look, I mean, there's <laughs> some stuff that is just way too gross and, and illegal, and you know, just. Uh, but I mean, I don't have a problem with sex. I'm I, like I said, I'm European. We're more of a problem with fucking violence than uh, than sex. So uh, yeah, I mean. We're not, i'm not from a culture that demonizes yeah. the naked human form
1: i think that's even changing in america now slowly not
0: fast enough yeah uh, but anyway yes vr porn a-okay for oculus that's what it says on the schedule and i am a-okay with beer <laughs> all right so um let's go from oculus porn to something a little closer to shane's heart shane we haven't talked about the sifted website launch yet for a while yeah it's been it's been weeks since we discussed <laughs> it um the beta has been going on or the beta as, yeah, I, would, as I would have said a long time ago god i've become so americanized it's I've got to go get a gun um <laughs> and a camaro um right so we've been in beta there's been a lot of really good feedback yeah amazing there's been, feedback there's been some interesting feedback yeah It's time for the launch update shane it is you've got to hit this with that date shane yep so are you going to hit us with that date shane i am going to hit you with that date okay well you get (laughs) lost in my beard so uh so here we are my name is marcus b and welcome to the live announcement of the uh launch of sifted.net uh it's not going to be announced now and then launching in three years because that's not how we roll but it's been heavily teased and i know you all have the proverbial um blue balls. So over to <laughs> over to, to our um our glorious leader, Mr. Shane. Yep. Give us the fucking day.
1: Yep. So Sifted is launching at nine A.M. Pacific on Monday. So this coming Monday at nine AM Pacific, Sifted will be live for everyone. Mm-hmm. Hey.
0: Memorial Day weekend.
1: But, well, here's, so here's the thing. I have more details on that. So as a treat for people who are watching this show live and for anybody who watches the archive on YouTube, Monday is going to be all for you guys. We are not actually promoting the site's launch until Tuesday. So Tuesday morning is when the big Twitter storm happens. It's when I get all my friends to all tweet together. And uh, actually, anybody watching this, I'd appreciate it as well. When I send out the tweet that the site is live, if you could retweet it, it could make a huge difference in our business. So I'd really appreciate it if you would do that. You have friends? A few. Okay. Here and there. And uh, so Monday is going to be all for you guys. And we're actually doing this strategically. One, because a lot of people are going to be away for the holiday. And maybe they're just getting back from the holiday. They won't be able to check it out. But two, we want to ramp up that traffic gradually on that day before, just to make sure our servers are all good, so we can spin up some more
0: servers if we need to. You do realize that there's going to be at least three ass clowns watching this show who are just going to tweet it out on Monday. I love your optimism. Your sunny optimism is such a a contrast to my dark pessimism.
1: I am optimistic. I try to stay optimistic. But... uh, so that's the thing, Monday, the site will be live, and anybody can go there, you don't need a beta code, it's there, starting at 9 a.m. on Monday, June 1st. And then on Tuesday morning, that's when we actually go out with like the huge rush. The site is live, everybody come and hit it. Uh, but for Monday, we're just looking for maybe a couple thousand people to come in, really push the servers a little bit, try to gauge everything, make sure nothing breaks when there's really a ton of people on it. And then on Tuesday, it's the big blowout. So. Beta will continue. For those of you who are watching this who are still on the beta, the beta is going to continue. If you are on the site the last couple of days, you can see we keep making fixes and updates and changes. That's going to continue all the way through the weekend until Monday morning. So you still have some more exclusive access if you're a beta tester. But come Monday, the beta code access goes away. And if you come to sifted.net, you can access the site. So
0: 14-day free trial. Yeah, and Yeah. And if you decide to sign up during your trial... Your sign-up, your activation doesn't kick in until after your free trial ends, so you don't even lose like time on the free trial.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up, Marcus. So if while you're on that first 14 days where the site is free, and here's the other thing. like People on the beta have signed up for subscriptions. In fact, 25% of the people in the beta have signed up for subscriptions already, and I just want to let them know, and all the other people know, who maybe jump in on Monday, if you want to subscribe right away you can you're not going to lose time on your subscription so if you subscribe you get to the site on monday and by wednesday you're like i love this site i want to pay for it you can pay for it then the money won't be deducted from your account until the free trial is over one and two your 365 days won't start until that free two weeks is over so Don't not subscribe because you're afraid, oh, well, I don't want to subscribe now because that'll take up some of my 365 days. You're golden. We have it all set up and worked out so that once you subscribe and that free first two-week period ends, that's when your year starts. So don't worry about paying too early or anything like that. You're not gonna get ripped off. We've uh, made sure that we took care of that for you guys to make sure you get all the time that you pay for. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I just wanted to get it all out there. Sifted.net live 9 a.m. Pacific. Everybody, come have fun. I know all our beta testers are loving it so far. I hope you guys love it too. Um, this has truly been a labor of love for me. I've got to say that my eyes teared up a little bit the first time I saw people on the website because you got to understand, like I worked. I've worked on this thing for over a year, never made a penny, putting money out, not making any money. And to see people using this thing and to immediately get positive feedback from those people. And not even just positive, like it's really been glowing and I've been kind of overwhelmed by it. Again, I just want to thank all the beta testers who have worked on the site. You guys have made a world of difference to the site, and everybody's going to reap the rewards of that. Everybody who goes and visits it on Monday. They're not even going to realize all the stuff that you did, but I will always know. And uh he's
0: got your addresses.
1: I just want to say thanks again to all you guys. You guys have done a great job, and keep it up. You know, so we still got the whole weekend to continue uh, improving the site. I think all the fixes are done at this point. There's really no bugs left. It's really just adding really cool features that a lot of the users have been recommending. So we're going to keep cranking through the weekend and get ready for that big launch on Monday, and then the big worldwide blowout on
0: Tuesday. Can people like friend you on the on the site if yes. you got your profile? Yeah. So what's yours? Are you at Dinfire? Can people friend you? I'm Shane. Oh, you're Shane on yeah, the Yeah,
1: see, I, I, I built the site, so I get to take Shane before everyone else takes it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I took annoyed gamer. Gamer. You took it? I thought you wanted to get rid of that moniker. Eh, it's my Twitter feed and everything. Yeah. Let's like, face it, I'm a grumpy fucker. Yeah. And you wouldn't let me put annoyed Cunt in there, so yeah. there you go. Um, now, Here's the
1: thing about your aliases, or ali. I don't know what the plural of that is accurately, but so let's say you guys sign up on Monday or Tuesday, and you check it out, and you're like, oh, I don't really want to pay for this yet. Here's the thing, like, we won't wipe your account. Your account will stay on the site for forever or until the site goes away or whatever happens to the site. But your username will only be held for 60 days from when either your free trial runs out or from when your subscription runs out. And obviously that's because we don't want people signing up and just hoarding names. You know, people just jumping in saying, I'm going to take John or whatever. I think I
0: might have to go go and register for something else and just do... (laughs) All my, all my sweary names. Well, I
1: mean, look, you can get Marcus. If you just want Marcus, like, you can get it. So, you know, there's not many websites you can go to and just get
0: your first name. Well, when, you only
1: when you launch a new site can you do this. So. Today's
0: Twitter poll. Should I go and re-register at Sifted as Marcus, having already <laughs> taken annoyed Gamer? Because I don't want anybody else taking my gamer. Gamer. Yeah. Or should I just stick with the AG? Because it'll be the only way AG lives on, by the way, because it's dead. Yeah. But anyway, all right, well... I think, Shane, good job. About fucking you. time. Yeah. Took your time. Yeah.
1: Seriously. I didn't take my time. I worked my ass off. I, I, just, I know,
0: I know. I, mean, I only I,
1: had so much budget and money, no. so I couldn't have this huge team of people, and between I just geez, a few of us... You
0: and Brent have done a fantastic job. Um, I, everybody's looking forward to it, so... Thanks, man. Boom. Appreciate it. Your hands are cold. Jeez.
1: I freeze here. You're what? always like I'm
0: sweating. I freeze
1: in this studio a every tropical time. tropical
0: environment. Anyway, um, let's go... We have a trailer of the week. We have a trailer of the week, and it's for Density.
1: No, it's...
0: (laughs) It's for Destiny
1: House of Wolves expansion. Marcus, this thing's been getting some pretty good reviews in comparison to the first expansion in particular. This one's actually bloated with content, and there's some new story stuff, and there's some new competitive stuff, and there's new... The only thing that really they didn't add is raids, which is, of course, everybody complained there was no new raid, but they gave everything else. So this is the launch trailer for Destiny, House of Wolves.
2: When the Fallen sought to destroy us, I protected the reef. In the end, we showed them mercy. They met that mercy with betrayal. Now, They will feel my wrath.
1: Begin. Uh, so, so, which
0: house is that? Is that is House Baratheon, House Stark, <laughs> House of Wolves, Dances with Wolves? Marcus, is that enough to bring you back to? Destiny? No. Me either. Uh, look, I, I tell you why, um, I am, I've said this before, I I don't like being held hostage over multi- uh, multiplayer gaming by having to pay a fee to Sony or Microsoft, um, and I know it's like, oh, well, you get these free games, as a wise person just said, you get $1,100 million worth of wise, uh, free games a year. Um, I just think that multiplayer gaming should be free. And um, I just, you know, it's the little most spoiled by the PC. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I played it for a while. I made I, that I argument liked... back when Xbox Live launched.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, I've been playing PC games online for free all these years. Like, now I got to pay. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, obviously, eventually you get over it, right?
0: Nope. <laughs> I let my Xbox One, uh, my Xbox Live Gold fucking thing expire too.
1: I think it was an easier argument to make before Steam existed. Mm. But now with Steam, I mean, Steam's pretty much everybody as good the, as Xbox Live, and it's I was it's on three. the
0: MSN Gaming Zone. That was awesome.
1: <laughs> that is old school right there. Yeah. All so, right, so our deep dive is going to be Witcher 3. All three of us have been playing it. When I say all three of us, I'm talking about Matt as well. Matt is going to jump in. He is mic'd up today.
2: Hello. Can you hear him, everybody? Hopefully
0: check, you guys check. can hear Matt. <laughs> <Better>. <laughs> check, check
2: the comments. Can you guys hear Matt? Can you hear me out there in internet land?
0: We had a camera, but it broke. Yeah. Because Matt's too good looking. No. He really is. He's not my level good looking, obviously. Well, who is? uh, No, not many people indeed. I mean.
2: The other fun thing about this mic is now you can hear me click the mouse. I think. I can hear like.
1: Oh, yeah. When you're running the TriCaster.
2: Yep, okay, we're getting
1: messages saying you guys can hear him. All right, so let's
0: talk about The the, the Witcher 3.
1: Matt was actually supposed to be on camera today as well, and he will be for next week's episode, but what happened was our GoPro that's going to be shooting Matt, the batteries died in the middle of the show. (laughs) I heard it go beep, 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 and I was like, I guess he's not coming on again. But he will be on the show next week, but let's talk about The Witcher. So first of all, let's all talk about how much we've played. I'm about
2: 12 hours in.
0: I'm about 20 minutes in. 20
2: uh I'm about 12 hours I would say 12 So that's so a little farther than me. You're I'm, just getting
0: started. I'm more than 20 20 minutes. I uh, I like I had the code and then I had some other stuff to do. It's it's one of those games that has that 3 years ago I would have relished. Now I now it's it's kind of intimidating the amount of time I know I'm going to have to commit to actually get you know getting it because you're
1: not just going to play the main campaign like there's just really for me personally there's no way I can play a game like this and just stay on the breadcrumb trail because the other part one of the reasons is because the main quest in this game isn't amazing
0: I look I mean I haven't even experienced any of that but the fact that they you know they plonk you down right away and um you know there's there's all these herbs around i'll use this as an example that the, the herbs are around you like Shit, do i start collecting them right away while well, i'm still trying to you know get my bearings and it's been a long time since i played the witcher 2 which i also played on, on pc i mean it's been what f- four years three years yeah. four years whatever it was um, Matt will tell four us years it. yeah four years um so you know you, you you're I mean, this there's, there's a nice tutorial, and you, you, you know, I couldn't remember
1: crap about The Witcher Two. By the way, yeah, I mean, I have, I <laughs> feel, yeah.
0: like, I'm, I mean, it's it's funny that having to relearn their their control system, uh, especially when you know having come off uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which that one felt more organic yeah. uh, because you know I was, I you know I played that for three three odd games, um, but yeah. On the PC with the Xbox One controller, of which I seem to have a, I have a issue with my drivers. I think I need to re-update them because Geralt. And, and Geralt. It's so bizarre that I have to say Geralt because it's so close to the Welsh name Geralt, oh. and the, the only difference is a double L. Right, right. Um, a lot of actually a lot of Welsh influence in this, but we'll talk about it later. Uh, yeah, it looks, <laughs> it, it feels like the Benny Hill show. It really does because it's on auto run whenever whenever <laughs> Geralt's going, and it's actually the inertia is a little bit much. Where you know he's like da, 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 and he's running round and he's certainly not walking at that level. I mean, look at that. That's just slow and chills like. Well, see, that's no. what I'm saying.
1: You're stuck on auto run, but I'm just impatient. So I never want to walk as slow as the default walk is in this game, and so I I constantly find myself having problems like climbing a ladder yeah, or it's
0: the inertia. they don't or have a looting midsection. the right
1: thing that I want to loot it's very hard for me to get the the character lined up to do yeah. stuff like that
2: see I don't have that problem because I like to walk everywhere because he looks cooler when he does that, yeah, he's got that but then strength. I ran into like the best bug in that regard because there was a like a bandit camp I liberated and then one of the one particular container did this thing where it would trap the camera in that over the shoulder look you get when he's indoors so it was trapped like that when I was in the main open world which meant I couldn't walk (laughs) I couldn't run I couldn't run I couldn't dodge I couldn't do anything and then I, I fast traveled didn't fix it loaded the game didn't fix it restarted the system didn't fix it I had to reload an earlier save until and I redid it over and over until I found out don't loot that one container but, like, there's a bunch of weird little things like that, and people are finding bugs all through well, it. I actually and, have
1: not experienced a single bug or a crash so far. I've, I've had either.
2: three separate crashes, and they've all happened when I hit the Y button to pass my turn in this stupid card game. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I didn't think I'd ever say the words, I miss dice poker, but I do. <laughs> I do. And um, so, I obviously, there's a lot. Someone, I think it was on GAF or something, said... Like, this is just, like, the, like, a Eurojank, like, RPG, like, Risen or Gothic or whatever with, like, more polish than we're used to. With a bigger and, staff. Yeah, bigger and I didn't staff. want to, like, agree with that because I love The Witcher and I love CD Projekt and I think they do some of the best work right now. But playing, I've have, you know, around the 12, 15 hour mark, I'm gonna, like, yeah, there's some, there's some rough points in this there's some that rank in the that game, horse is horse that yeah. horse is barely two worlds worthy i mean that
0: well you know i don't that... know if you
2: anyone's seen those videos uh on youtube from uh, from two worlds uh jerry the retarded horse yeah seen but him. i'm getting yeah. flashbacks to those videos riding the horse in this game
1: well you can tell that they knew there was something wrong with it too because they give you like the autopilot for the horse where you can just hold the button and he'll kind of stick to the trail although he never like when the trail comes to a Y, he's never smart enough to choose the right direction at the Y for, like, your quest marker. Like, Man. he always intentionally chooses to go the wrong way, like, every time. Every time.
2: time. Like, like, doesn't the game know, like, where my quest marker is? Can't yeah. you just make the horse follow the just dotted go. line on the minimap Like, would that be If too you're going to give me to the ask?
1: autopilot, why don't you just give me the option to right. just ride there and just have the horse take me there in the first place?
2: So I have a question for you guys. Um based on like what you talked about last week and now that we've played it um you know 10 out of 10
1: i would not give this game i mean look i haven't finished it again i'm only 12 hours in which apparently some of your viewers have said that's halfway but i don't believe i'm at halfway at all i
0: don't think so
1: it's hard to pass judgment but i mean based upon what i've played right now like on a traditional review scale it's like around an eight
0: I've got to give it a couple more, a couple more hours. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. knows that I have my three-hour limit, and basically, if the game sucks me in in the first three hours, uh, I'm good to go. But Matt, you are the Witcher guru. I am. I am the Witcher Mark. You I am are the you Witcher are, sucker. Yes, you're, you're, you're the Witcher. Witcher. You're a big
2: sap. fan of the franchise. Yeah. You um, played
1: Witcher Two four times. Is four that what times
2: through. I have every collector's edition of it. I have like Euro only collector's editions. I have. I mean, I have.
0: It's safe to say you're a fan of the game. Yes. Bit of. Um, so, where would you rate it?
2: I, I mean, granted, I'm o- I'm early on. I'm only 15 hours into what I think will be a 150 something hour playthrough. But like. I'm I'm in the eight out of ten range right now. I yeah. I mean I, I love it. I love a lot of, of the world. I like Geralt as a character. I like the series. And eight so out of ten far. means you love it, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a great. Like store. I don't want to like make it look like I'm not using the whole scale here. I mean yeah. I'm very positive on the game, but there's there's a lot of rough edges. And the other thing I'm concerned about is like I'm already kind of feeling just cause two syndrome where like you hit this point where I've seen every sort of side or, or outside world quest you're going to throw at me. And like, uh, I'm worried that eventually I'm going to hit the point where like a hundred hours in, I'm not going to care about bandit camp number 29. And like, you know, I don't really Re- care about the bandit camps Monster all that much right now. <laughs> like, I felt like Witcher two was a much more handcrafted, more linear but like more more crafted experience and i felt like the game knew what i was doing and was trying to provide an experience and there was i think marcus and i talked about it before the show was like i'm running into this thing where i'm trying to do these quests at like level seven and i'll see a question mark for an unidentified thing and i'll go over to it and I'll start fighting some guys and then their leaders will come out and the leaders are like level sixteen and they're yeah. all red and they've got this giant skull over their life bar, you and gotta I'm like, be Well, really nope, you, know?
1: you gotta be really careful because yeah. you can just accidentally walk or ride into a patch of thistles, and next thing you know there's this monster that'll kill you with like one yeah. hit. Like you
2: can't just really like roam
1: around without fear of getting
2: killed. And I like it's that, that on cool one in hand. Some I, ways. Yeah. yeah. I like that there's no level scaling and all that, but I felt like I feel like I'm more constrained in this open world game than i was in this more linear witcher 2
0: game it's like the, it's like they've, they've gone the skyrim route they want to be skyrim uh you know that grand epic skill which is not a bad um ambition to have i think the some some of the uh, what i would what i would guess from what you've just told me is you know it's a way to encourage you to come back and extend the game time the played game time because sure, sure, you know yeah. you're going to come back to somewhere you've already explored because now i'm 19 i'm going to go back and kick their fucking asses which you know is a st- a standard uh you know trick with a with a, a, a lot of a, a lot of publishers but again i mean you know me playing devil's advocate because i like to do that um you know this might actually be a little bit more realistic so i've had some you know thoughts since we discussed it and the fact that yes you're going to go in and kill these guys and the, the you know the the more powerful guys appear as they would perhaps in real life because not everybody is going to be at your level um so it, it's you know it, it's interesting um i gotta say i said this in, the, in in the first half when we were in the big six when we were talking about the graphics Game is fucking gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I love sunrise and sunset in this game. It really shows off all the little details that they put into the visuals. You can see the yellow sun reflecting off of the little puddles in the ground. Like, it is awesome stunning
0: well, I just loved uh, this uh, section where' just you know you're heading to garrison one of the first missions, and you know you 've got this little weather indicator it 's like a, a little fucking weather channel app right on the yeah. top of your screen where it 's like it's ten thirty four a m and it 's sunny with chance of participation later precipitation later, but you look into the distance and it 's black and the, the you know you can hear the wind start to pick up yeah. and you know the rain is coming, and it actually has a psychological effect. I mean, oh, perhaps, sure. you know, I was also sitting under our air conditioning unit, but uh, <laughs> I actually, you know, I felt, you know, that little temperature drop psychologically. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's it is no, one it's of a, the most it's a very
1: out there. well-crafted world. Like yeah. it's incredibly believable. Like that's why I enjoy like doing the side quests and things like that more than the main quest because the main quest so far has just been like this big chase sequence. It's like, "Hey, there's this girl you need to find her." You find her. They're like, well, hey, now there's this other girl you need to find, and then you find and it. And so, I've actually been far more interested in just meeting the people, kind of on the periphery of the story, because they also, it feels like they fill in the story more than just playing through the campaign does. They provide a lot of little details. They provide a lot of context for the main missions that you're doing, and it it actually gives you some motivation to kind of go forward and plow through the main the main campaign in the game. So. As far as the world is concerned, an open world, a believable world, they just have absolutely nailed it in this game. It's it's incredible yeah. and what they've done. I have
2: to, because earlier I was thinking, I felt like much of the world felt the same. It all kind of felt like that sort of Central European countryside look. But watching the B-roll while we've been talking, I realized that I, I know exactly where every location is in all the B-roll. And I'm like, well, I guess, it must be more singular than i thought it was if i know all these woodsy areas by heart already yeah. so i guess yeah i was wrong good job good job on that <laughs> and the side quests are really interesting and i like that they've changed uh, a lot of the hunting stuff to be more like of an investigation and you ha- like i did this that whole...
1: is a little weird to me though like i, I almost feel cool like i'm though. barney miller in this game at times it's like a lot of... but that's on the main quest like most of the main quests are like okay, go over here and use your vision to find footsteps. Use your eagle vision
2: to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Use
1: but... your vision to find these footsteps. And, like, it just becomes this trial and error thing where you're just looking at the ground, walking in circles, mm-hmm. trying to find, like, a, a highlighted footprint or whatever. Like, I don't like that part That's of it. Like, That's definitely not whole... it, but I mean,
2: in, like, the Witcher business, like the where you the, like, the early thing where there's, like, a ghost by a well, and you have to, like, You have to, like, find who it is and why they're dead and why they're angry and then find their body and set it on fire. You kind of do this, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I watched the show Supernatural, but I love the whole, like, we have to do the lore. We have to figure out what's wrong. You know, it's not just go hit thing with sword. There's a little more to it, which sort of justifies why you need a special class of human being to do this job um so i kind of i dig that i like what they're doing they're trying to make it a more involved process but like you say they fell in love with that so much that he's constantly using the assassin's creed witcher sense to like track everything
1: i just feel like i'm they're making me a private eye at parts (laughs) and this guy
2: is like a badass like batman
1: yeah he He is a little bit like
2: batman
0: Batman. Yeah. yeah you're right what about the combat so I think the combat. I mean, I've had limited experience with the combat, but the combat actually does. You know, it takes a little bit of getting used to if you're used to perhaps more other you know other systems or playing with different classes. Because I generally don't play the up close combat stuff uh, when I play RPGs. I generally yes. play uh, you a range. I'm un- ranged or, or you know more magic, uh, you know focused. But I think you know it's the heavy attack, the light attack, and you know the parry roll. It does. It, it don't roll. By the way, the roll is the worst thing you can do. Okay, that's cool. true. The uh, the, the roll dodge takes you... is very useful, but the yeah. roll
2: is not useful until you if you put enough points in in the uh, the combat like track, you can get a defense ability that lowers like by a certain percentage the amount of damage you take when you're dodge rolling. Yeah. But until then, you want to use that. That B button dodge that to the sidestep. Side. Okay. Because yeah.
1: the other thing, one, well, there's two things. One, the roll takes down your stamina, which makes it more difficult for you to win Sweet. a fight. The other thing is it takes you way far away from the enemy. The only time and I use not the roll. Well, the only time I use the roll is when I am trying to get away from the enemy. Like I'm almost dead, and I'm yeah. like, oh crap, I need to get away, and like I'm gonna run away. But if I'm actually engaged in combat and trying to sidestep an attack, just tap what it's circle on PS4, and for you that would be the B button, I guess. So. Just, it's a little sidestep, and even though it sometimes the attacks actually still hit your character, it won't do any damage, and you're right there to start with your combo.
0: Well, I like to, you know, the the, the parry, which also acts as a counter, a preemptive counter attack. Yeah. Um, it's again takes a little bit getting used to, but it does remind me in a good way uh, of Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Where you know when when the Batman combat was actually a little bit more than just you know where it didn't it didn't get over complicated it wasn't oversimplified, but it wasn't over complicated yeah um and i gotta say look the the magic powers again take a little bit of getting used to because like i'm old now i mean it takes a while for me to figure out which button to pull up a wheel and stuff but the jedi mind trick yeah. I fucking love that. I mean, I I half expect I try it.
1: not to use the Jedi mind trick. But it's awesome. I mean, I all... feel like
0: it's going to hurt my character at the end of the game
1: if I've used the Jedi mind trick too much. I don't it's probably completely irrational, but I do I try to never use it.
0: I just I mean, I am half expecting at some point in the game I'm going to use it perhaps one time too many. And your brain's gonna explode. Well, I, I'm the, 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 you know, Geralt is gonna say these are not the droids you're looking for because I mean that's just the only thing that's missing. Because I mean, uh, you know, he makes a little sign with his hand uh, yeah. and the little you know uh, incantation appears or whatever. But I mean, that's that's uh, you know a kind of a fun little thing. The one, I keep on losing yeah, my don't, microphone.
2: Don't cross your arms over your microphone. But I have, the other thing I would say I about don't the let combat people look at
0: my boobs all the time. The
2: other thing I would say about the combat is that.
1: When I first started playing it, I would, like, jump in. And I don't know, maybe it's because of all the other action games I've played or whatever. I would just jump in and, and then slash, try to step and dodge, and I was getting annihilated. And what I found is that, like, it's much easier to just keep your distance, roll in, attack twice,
0: roll back out. Let him go through the animation routine. you said, I go do the... That's why, you know... No, I'm saying if you're trying to dodge. I like being from a distance and letting them, you know, letting them come. It's that old uh, tactic of, you know, if you're defending, you know, have the higher ground. Exhaust the, you know, exhaust the enemy so they have to... um, The worst is when you have to fight
1: humans that have crossbows. That is... uh, Another tactic I would recommend is kill them first every time. I must
0: face it, you can't stealth. There's no stealth. That was the bone of contention that we discussed. I mean, and I can't remember if this was in Witcher Two. If there was a sneak attack, Uh,
2: no, there was a horrible forced stealth sequence, but there was no. There is no
1: way to assassinate enemies in this game that I've found so far. Anyway, it's like you can sneak up behind a guy and he won't know you're there, but you have to like engage him to kill him. You have to
0: hack him. (laughs) Which is pretty r- ridiculous. You have to engage yeah. It's like, hello, I just snuck up behind you, How are you? and not I want, want to, to, kill to kill you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I do
2: appreciate that the game is super willing to just kill your ass if you're too aggressive or too. I've only died once so far. I've in died a few hours. times. One time I was just an idiot and I rolled off a cliff yeah. trying to fight a guy. Fall
1: damage in this game is pretty extreme.
2: But like, there's some, you know, even like drowners or whatever, like monsters on your level, they'll. They'll take your life bar down quick if you're not careful. They do.
1: They hit you once, like, your your health will go way down. But I've only died just the one time. And it wasn't even, like, during, like, the griffin boss fight or anything. I just got, like you said.
0: You fell off a ladder, I got, didn't you?
1: No. But I got caught, like, against a tree by three guys. And I couldn't get away. And they just hacked me up and, and killed me. So.
0: Sounds like a party. <laughs>
1: So let's go. We're running out of time here. So let's just say, Marcus, you haven't played a ton, but would you recommend people buy this game?
0: I can't. I can't recommend that anybody buys this game yet, but I can't not recommend that they don't buy the that they don't buy the game if you know what I mean. Uh, ask me next week. I'll have played yeah. more, and it'll be interesting that where I will be, and I know you guys will be further ahead. But if it makes it beyond the three hour limit, you can follow my Twitter feed. In fact, I will probably tweet out this weekend if I like it or not because it's a holiday weekend, and yeah. I'm hoping the wife will let me play some games. Yep.
1: I think you'll find that if you like these kind of... If you like the prior Witcher games, go buy it. Don't even hesitate. If you like open-world RPGs like Skyrim, go buy it. You're not, you're going to love
0: it. I would don't say it's, there's a there's a, a difference between this and Skyrim.
1: Oh, for sure. But there you is, don't want yeah. them
0: to be the same. No, you don't want them to be the same, but don't go in expecting a Skyrim. It's a markedly different yeah, style of it's game. It's got a different vibe to it, for uh, sure. You know, it's like not all swords and sorcery games that have dragons are the same. Yeah,
1: yeah. But if you're on the fence and you don't typically like games like this and you're like is this the game that transcends that and puts it over the top for you i would say no like i don't i would
2: agree with that it's not gonna change your mind
1: yeah this is not a game that you're like i really didn't like skyrim or i didn't really like any of the elder scrolls games or any of those type of games but maybe this is the one that i'm gonna like it's
2: Mm. it's not it It but if you really want to play like a medieval dark fantasy cross between like Gandalf and Batman, like this is the only game in town. Oh, I'd also yeah, yeah. say if
0: you haven't played Witcher Two, and let's face it, Witcher Two is now more easily accessible than ever, uh, especially on PC. The specs have obviously dialed back, and you know, good old games has sales all the time. Uh, I would go to GOG.com and see if they see what the price is on on Witcher Two, and, and maybe just uh, give that a little try and uh, and use that as a bush if you will.
1: Yeah. So I think that's it. That's going to wrap it up for the show. I will see everyone, and I mean everyone, on sifted.net on Monday. And I will be there. I will be jumping in the comments to talk with you guys. It's been really fun just talking to the beta testers. We have a custom-built comment system, and they've been really good at really honing that. So, follow us on all our social channels. You can see our handle there at the bottom of the screen. Um, I should probably also mention that this is the last week that this show will be archived on YouTube, at least on a weekly basis. Um, beginning next week, and it'll still be free, obviously, because there's a two-week free trial when Sifted launches. Um, but beginning next week, if you want to watch the show, you're going to have to come to Sifted.net to watch it. Sign up.
0: You don't if have you to pay anything. If you can't catch the live show.
1: Yeah, if you can't catch The live show is going to keep happening. We'll keep live streaming this until eternity. But uh, this will be the last archived show on a weekly basis on our YouTube channel. We do want to thank people who have uh, stuck with us on YouTube while we've been uploading stuff there. I cannot say that I'm going to miss working with YouTube. It has been a
0: nightmare. I thought you said you can't. I'm not going to miss working with YouTube. No,
1: YouTube, like, me, but- me and Matt, are fucking out of here. <laughs> Bye. But uh, yeah, so next week's archive will be on sifted.net and not on our YouTube channel. If you have subscribed to our YouTube channel, we will be dropping content here or there on the channel. Uh, we'll probably drop gamey evals every once in a while for big games so you can see what we're doing uh, anytime we launch a new show or something we'll probably put a, an episode of it up there so you can see what we're doing but otherwise it's all to sifted.net people it feels really good to say that so i'll see you guys all on monday on sifted beta testers i'll see you guys all weekend everybody has an awesome night
0: yes um, how about you do it this time before you up and out it um this this weekend sees the first anniversary of us finding our dog Wow, the dog that you know you, when you came to pre three barbecue, the little yeah. yappy poodle yeah. that we were trying to we'd found abandoned and wanted to get adopted. We've had him a year. It's his fun day this weekend. So. Happy birthday, yeah, Spike. Spike, right? Spike, there you yeah. go. Yeah, fucking bizarre that we'd never we never thought we'd have a dog, uh, let alone a four pound yappy teacup poodle. But and now he, you love him. He's a total arsehole. He fits into my family. so <laughs> well.
1: So everybody, have an awesome weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. Game Face is up and out.